What's up, y'all? We're back again this week with another episode of the Just Us Podcast. As always, you have me, Jeremy. And Danielle is P. Hey, hey, it's Treasure B. Now you know. <laughs> what? You said you didn't want scripted, so then I went off script and now you mad. <laughs> <laughs> and we're on this journey of unpacking what experience design is um and one of our stops today is really what can a designer do or what does it mean to be a designer in this moment that we're in you know in this moment where the world is in chaos so today we have an extra special guest we have ashley glover who's a designer from the bay area and she has a lot of gems to drop for us today you're not going to want to miss this episode all right, so let's get to it. So we're back with another episode of the Just Us podcast. And today on the show, we're joined by the wonderful, amazing, multifaceted Ashley Glover. Okay. Hey. <laughs> you have the worst air horn I've ever heard in my life. I'm gonna put that out there. Mind your business, okay? This app was free 99. Um, no, and Ashley is the current user experience designer, and she's joining us today to you know aid to our discussion of experience design, but on more relevant topics. What the fuck is going on in this world um, that we all call home? So we're super stoked to have you on. Uh, but to get started, how have you been? Like, what's the latest with you and everything? Yeah, um, and we kind of talked about this for the pre-show. Um, <laughs> things, things are okay. I am based in Oakland right now, so there are definitely people protesting. Um, we have a curfew. I, I don't know how long it's going because I like kind of try to limit my intake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live very close to where like people have been like looting and things like that. Um, and there's a mix of like different kinds of protests like that are going on. Um, so it, it's been an interesting time. It's definitely been scary, but you know, I, people are upset, people are hurting. And yeah. like Martin Luther King said, like rioting is the voice of the unheard. So yeah, but I'm just trying to do my best, take care of myself. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're I mean, per- personally, like I'm doing. I think yeah. that's the best word to describe it right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, I'm at my mom's house in Florida right now. Uh, and uh, I mean, and people just, just walking their dogs. Like it's a gated community, they're just chilling. Yeah. And I'm about to go back to Richmond this weekend. And I'm just like, already like trying to prepare myself. Cause I know like it's a shit show. It's yeah. a shit show downtown. I don't even want, I'm honestly not looking forward to going back and seeing like, what's going on, what everything looks like. Cause I've been looking yeah. at videos and I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow. You yeah. will be surprised. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm very removed from it and I know that I yeah. am. And as soon as I go back, I'm just gonna be like, so moved. Cause I, I love Richmond, I do. I yeah. really start, I have come to feel like it's my community. Yeah. And I just like, I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for all this like, destruction as well i'm just like wow we'll see the monuments are coming down so i know step in the right direction step in the right i know didn't they just have this discussion a year ago weren't they just like they like were battling over this when we were in school and like mm. 
they were out with their guns, which was like crazy to me, like guns just ready to kill people over these monuments. I'm like, child, this is a statue. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just really interesting how um, maybe a month ago, like in um, the Detroit area, well, Michigan, like they were out protesting with guns and, mm-hmm. and nobody called like right. the armed forces on them. You know, okay. and in Seattle, they were protesting and um, I can't remember. It's like a little small town because I used to live in Seattle, mm-hmm. um, Squamish or something. It's some weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, but like, they were real bad up in Squamish. Yes, they were <laughs> like the townspeople heard that people were going to come and loot apparently. So they were out with their guns. And I was like, I don't see anyone like AK-47s. I don't see anybody out here, you know telling them to go in the house or telling them that they can't have their free speech and mm-hmm. protest. Um, better yet, having like police in riot gear for them. And they have guns, like guns. <laughs> but yeah, it's the world. You know, I'm not even going to tangent. It's just, <laughs> tra- so traumatic imagery really does a lot. Like psychologically, it like it really is not like, like they should not be doing all of that. Like they really like that's too much. It really is too much. It's trauma porn, and the unfortunately, like it just. I don't think people have gotten into the study of it, which I guess is kind of like a segue into like probably stuff we're talking about. But the psychology around constantly seeing images one it numbs you, but two like they have studies from cults, cults about people who have been given imagery repeatedly over and over and it desensitizes you mm-hmm. uh, essentially it just makes you like numb and not really care about anything that that's going on um so it's it's wow all i can say is i've been telling all of my friends however you are choosing to like protest one let me say this this is me getting on my preaching box. This might happen. Hey, um, this whole episode is for that. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say this to everybody. <laughs> um, there are several ways to protest. So I want y'all to know, because I'm probably older than y'all, um, but I want y'all to know that there are several ways to protest and be okay whichever way you protest, whether that's being in the streets with your dollars, educating yourself, like don't feel bad for that. Two, like self-care is like an amazing form of like being revolutionary you Mm -hmm. cannot fill other people's cup if your cup is empty so make sure that you are like taking care of yourself in this time because it's already hard enough being black brown or a person of color showing up in your identity every day is threatening Mm -hmm. so like if you are taking care of this like that's a form of resistance too. So, but you know, let's start the show. Right. <laughs> a mouthful of right. Yeah. Like, let's stop the show now. Like, that's. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I can't. I'm. I'm in the same boat as you. Like being in Richmond downtown, and um, I was on the building the other day, like looking and everything, and just like, damn, you know. Oh. Um, like, like, alerts. Yeah, like the world's I'm changing. Like, Jeremy. Like, Jeremy, you good? <laughs> you downtown, Jeremy? No, but like the world's changing like right before our eyes. It's, it's yeah. amazing to see, but it's also scary to be um, a part of it all. 
Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I'm I'm in Ohio right now, but uh, like y'all said, so many notifications coming through for Richmond, and even here in Cleveland, like people people are still protesting, but we have like curfews, so like they're arresting people for being out past eight o'clock, and it's just so much happening. Um, but like you said, Ashley, like just taking care of your mental and taking care of yourself is like one of the best ways to like to get through this for real. How are you sort of handling it all and working? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I, am, I am making it and like I, I will say my team is super supportive. Mm -hmm. um, my manager has reached out and like team members have reached out and honestly y'all like therapy I've been in therapy um yes. I guess like a little bit about my story so when I came to Oakland I was working for a startup and then mm -hmm. like six months later I was laid off um so <laughs> you know I after that I had just kind of had a sort of a reality check like okay like I had to humble myself first of all because I was in a cushy job and then mm -hmm not making a lot of money and then I was like in survival mode real quick right um so ever since then I've like took charge and like went back to therapy and that's been like helpful even though sometimes I don't always feel like talking um therapy has helped talk space is what I use um nice. and then I think too just like I am a creature of habit and routine so definitely making sure the best I can keep it to a routine like running has really been helpful even though sometimes it's still scary like mm -hmm. I still go out and run just to get like fresh air um and then like my friends like the group chat <laughs> be lit uh, <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> I think we 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 like all do our best to hold each other up and even after I get off this call there is um a designer call um for just people to like like black designers to like talk and mm -hmm. so I'm really looking forward to that too so i just try to make sure like i'm staying connected as much as i can and like making sure again that i'm like taking care of myself and like giving to people sharing information um yeah that's what i've been doing to try to like but i'm 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 gonna be real like in the beginning of the week i was like i'm over this like All right. All right. <laughs> it was hard to stay motivated it really was so and it, i mean it still is um, but sometimes it, it's like a distraction if I'm doing work. It, mm -hmm. it keeps my mind off of it. So I'm not kind of going in a circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looks like I mean, what you're doing is working. You look good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Y'all can't see her. She's just, she looks nice. She looks <laughs> smiling yeah. today. Yeah, skin's glowing. That's keeping me glowing. That's um, that routine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and also I'm a person of faith too. Like I, mm. like after Corona, like, um, do y'all edit stuff? Yeah, <laughs> I can edit this out. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll just I'll just say this: like, I had a family member who's been in the hospital for. Oh, they just got out yesterday, so mm -hmm. it's been forty days. So not being able to visit them and like going through that while I was working was hard. And so I think Corona family stuff and then the stuff that was going in the world it just felt like everything was sort of piling on piling on mm -hmm. so again like just making sure I was like taking care of myself and taking breaks from social media because right. the, the interesting thing that I've been thinking about is like as a collective like our generation is like 
sort of what do we do now is kind of how a lot of people are feeling, not only just about the movement, but like, mm -hmm. I think even like at a psychological level, I guess this is the designer in me, a lot of people are feeling it because one, they finally have to be alone with themselves during this time. But yep. two, it's like, what do you do when you can't escape social media? Because even social media feels like a wound. You know what I'm saying? It feels like it's like ripping and you're like, dang, all that. Because usually a lot of people go to these networks to, to like release and relax. But yep. now it's like, it is the source. It's like where you're constantly seeing all this information. Mm -hmm. Um, and another friend who's a designer said, you know, like, I know we, cause you, you guys know it was blackout Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I know we use social media so much as a way to share information, kind of organize, but like, maybe we should start using something else because if I know there was a lot of confusion in terms of like what blackout Tuesday was for, like how, which hashtag uh, yeah. was kind of like telephone and she just kind of posed a question, which got my wheels <clears> turning of just like, I mean, we are putting all this information on these social media platforms, mm -hmm. but like, like, what if they go down? How are we still going to mobilize? How are we still going to strategize? Like, how are we still going to share information? Um, so I don't know. I think that's like a, another, like maybe design, design space to think about. Cause I know in terms of all of this, I've been thinking about what's my role and how can I use mm -hmm. my strengths to like help mm -hmm. yeah and i and i think that's you know perfectly what we're here to talk about um and i think the point is like you're right we, we've talked a lot about that feeling of black guilt mm -hmm. where almost like damn if i do damn if i don't like if i don't yeah. i'm not on social media i'm not informed you right. know but also if i'm on social media my mental health is draining quickly right um and it's like that guiltiness that some of us have is like weighing on us um, yeah so I'm glad you have that like self-care routine and like, you know, things to do to sort of combat, you know, all yeah. of those feelings. And, and like you said earlier, just like finding your place in the movement, <clears throat> whether that's spending a dollar is, you know, protesting, doing what you got to do is um, super important. But I think that moves on to our larger conversation here with um, what role do you think design has in this moment? Um, because on Twitter, there's been a lot of sort of like, what is the actual design role and like what actually should we do um there's i don't know if you've seen this but like the aiga put out their post and they were like all systems are designed and harmless systems must be redesigned um mm -hmm. and some people have a little well some people have problems with this statement because one it was hijacked from another black woman another black designer at that um they made this statement years ago and then mm -hmm. two there's this idea with a lot of designers that racism is something that's novel and it's just like mm -hmm. a design task it needs to be you know checked off and completed and they mm -hmm. want to sort of hijack this moment for their own benefit right. is what it seems so i'm wondering what do you think about um this whole entire thing or what role design can play into it yeah that's a that's a big question i'm gonna try to break it down and break it down the, break it down break the it down. pieces <laughs> that i heard um <laughs> Um, I didn't see the posts, but what I, I guess what I will say is I think there's, there's ways to look at it. So let's kind of look at the umbrella of it all. Like mm -hmm. anytime there is some kind of uprising or something that got, you know, everyone talking, I think there's, there's two sides of the coin. There's the think mm -hmm. piece side where it's like, I'm a jump on this and I'm about to, mm -hmm. I'm about to share my opinion and kind of right. like try to spark ideas, um, mm -hmm. which 
is where I think design usually lives. It's like, we like to spark ideas because it makes us feel good because, you know, we're people of empathy mm-hmm. and all, the, all those buzzwords, right? So I, I think there's that other side. And then I think there's a second side where there are the doers, right? So the people who like strategically want to maybe, you know, and both sides are good. So I don't want to polarize because, you know, we can kind of be polarizing. But right. like, I think there are people <laughs> who are the doers and they're like, okay, like, how do we take this and make this into like actionable steps? And so in design, like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of ways that we can go about it. And so let's, let's break it down by levels. So I think one, in terms of design as a whole, like, we have to stop looking at design through this Eurocentric lens, which is how Mm. we've all been taught Mm. and like understand that design has so many different facets and so many different ways it can be expressed. Um, And because it's only taught and viewed through a certain lens, because of that, that already like pushes out so many other people because they don't feel like when I see design, I see myself. Or when I see design, there's a way that I can do it that that makes me feel you know that like makes me feel good so um I think that's like design as a whole right and then I think the second piece is like okay the doers what can we do what are let's break it down like this is Andrew's class y'all what are the problem areas right (laughs) y'all know how Andrew do he got that board and he be all extra centric like he's just going real down the hole and then white paper paper. don't let him have no butcher block Um, (laughs) y'all but like what are the problem areas that we can tackle as designers that make sense for us Mm. right like do we want to tackle as designers the fact that people aren't able they don't even have access to like some of the tools or the internet like do we want to tackle that those systems like do we want to do that or like, let's think about something that's coming up real soon, voting. Voting mm-hmm. is happening and our, our country has not figured out a way of, with, with the pandemic still as this you know, backdrop, how are we gonna vote when there is this viral disease that's going on, you know, that like, if someone coughs or, you know, they could be asymptomatic or whatever. I don't wanna like, you know, act like I know everything about corona but you know like there's different ways that you can spread this thing right like how are we gonna vote so like can we play a space in how people vote or like think of ways that people vote because right now the only fallback we have is like mail-in and a lot of the governors don't really want to support that the Mm -hmm. systems or the machines that you know they take the scan kind of like those scantrons i don't know if y'all had those when y'all was that might be dating myself no no (laughs) scantrons in college you had to buy them scantrons those machines that actually they use to like count mail-in systems cost Mm -hmm. billions of dollars and right now the states don't even like they strap for cash so like is that an area that designers can play in like so it's like what are the problem areas that we as designers want to tackle and like then we can mobilize around those problem areas and then we can build solutions because if we continuously keep talking about design needs to play a role we know that we know Mm -hmm. that we are empathetic people we know that we are trained to watch people to research to figure out complex problems and understand systems and break them down i don't need y'all to tell me that no more like nobody (laughs) nobody needs 
to know that. Like, let's mobilize ourselves around the issues right. that we're looking to solve for. And mm-hmm. so, I, like, as a designer myself, that's something I've been thinking about. It's like, what is the issue that I feel like I can make the most impact on? And then, like, working in that area like is it that i need to help the small black businesses that are in oakland like as they're rebuilding after the right what what is it and i think as a designer that's a question we all need to ask ourselves because if we're not going to do it as a group collective which we know can sometimes be hard like to kind of rally people together then as each individual designer we owe it to ourselves in the community to to say how can i help what, how can I help, first of all, what's the problem area that I want to solve for, and then let me get to work. And then if you want to build your own committee, you know, your own team around that who are excited and evangelize and start a movement, great, if it becomes small. Like, I think what we fail to realize or fail to kind of see is that there's so much power in one individual. Like one individual doing change makes a ripple effect. But what we do is a lot of times we wait. Sorry, y'all, I get on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) But we, you know, we we wait for somebody else to like lead or step out. Girl, guy, whoever, they, you know, like everybody, whatever pronoun you go by, if you have Mm -hmm. an idea or something that you want to move on, why not? Like one of my best friends, that's her slogan. Why not move on it, do on it? Like, because yeah. it's not like, like, it's just, nobody's going to do it. So it seems like you've done a lot of research. And when we talk about human centered design, I know I come from more of a psychology background. Yeah. So I'm always thinking of things like that. So my contribution for me, I, sometimes I feel is more, is difficult to do a thing because yeah. I'm acutely aware of how overwhelmed everybody is yeah. and there's yeah. too many things going on and then there's yeah. confusion. And then it's like, we now have like, um, cut off any potential right. one good solution. Cause we are disorganized and we have yeah. no, no good solution, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that you were saying really made me, um, think about something, uh, when you talk about social media and, and what can we do on social media and what's being done, I, I always think that that's a little bit of a, a flawed medium. Like maybe we should do it elsewhere because you've created the community there. So it's going to be inherently flawed by who you chose to put in your media. People are going to, people tend to put people around them who are like them. So it's like an echo chamber of everything I see and feel and do, but right. those people aren't going to be communicating with and migrating outside of it's going to be like in my little world in my little space here's what's happening and that's all you can do sure but perhaps there's a way that design can help people actually get exposed to people that isn't by choice you know like it is in the real world yeah no i agree and i think that's a a wonderful point which is why i loved what my friend posted on instagram which is like why are we using like these networks that were built by you know maybe companies that don't necessarily support the movement Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so why are we putting all this information why is this our main tool to like disseminate information to organize um and so i i don't know if i have like a really good answer to that especially because we're like in the middle of a pandemic and it's hard but like what i would say is like 
you know, I, I'm a real firm believer in the six degrees of separation. It's like you always know someone that knows someone. So like mm-hmm. trying to reach out to your greater network and also picking people that don't look like you, but that you know, like have an understanding or want mm-hmm. want to like do some action, like reaching out to those people and like being more proactive, like to get people because I know like I'll be the first to tell you like my social media is probably an echo changer of like of 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 my beliefs you know or you know like reaffirms things I believe or how I view the world Mm -hmm. um so I think that is probably another problem space it's just another place that we can play in as designers um that's why I like that that you said that yeah and that might actually be number one is like is there a tool that we need to think about to disseminate information because I even think of like how I remember I asked my friend who I have two friends who have um went out and protested in various mm-hmm. different cities and I said like one of them we just like caught up I said how did you find out yeah he was like Twitter I said for <laughs> real because like, <laughs> like I don't I don't use again I don't use Twitter he was mm-hmm. like yeah you just type in you know your name or whatever like mm-hmm. I haven't used Twitter in years um, and that's how I like, get information. And I was like, that's so interesting because like everybody else who is disconnected. And then again, if you have the echo chamber effect, like I just, just cause I was curious, like just did like a search on Instagram just to see like what came up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, eventually I did like run into something and I had a friend who just happened to post about something that was going on in SF last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's just interesting. Like that might be another place is like, how can we give a tool to organizers for them to get information out for them to like, maybe also even give people who may not feel like protesting is where they need, but like protesters need water. Protesters Mm -hmm. need milk. Like Mm -hmm. if tear gas happens, like I also firmly believe that there needs to be people who like move things, you know, sometimes like I've seen certain videos circulating on social media of like bricks just randomly being up, but like, like those things, like there needs to be like the de-escalators, like if, Mm -hmm. if that, if they see bricks, like, okay, why are these here? Let's just move these out. Right. Like, let me make some more signs for y'all. Like, I don't know. Right. There's there's so many different places. Like, is that a place, you know, is there a space for that in design mm-hmm. that we can do that maybe doesn't require a lot of tech? I would think that would be the constraint because, you know, when you're out protesting, like, you don't have no signal. But, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> it's, you know, like, so I, I think about that. Or even, like, mm-hmm. if it's something I've been ruminating on is, like, all the information there's so much information like is there one place and i feel like a lot of people have a good heart right they're they're trying to put together all these google docs or notions or whatever whatever kind of document you know right. service you want to use but is there like one source that we can have on the internet or one thing like one place that all this information can be so that like people can like have access to it because again if i I, tr- I make sure i'm connected like just so I can know, so I can share, because I'm that's just who I am. I like to share resources. But I know there's people in my circle who are like, how you get this information? I'm like, girl, right. I have to sign up for stuff. Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that's treasure in our group. Yep. Treasure always has the plug. For sure. <laughs> I'm always connected. Like I well, I try to remain connected at all times. Um yeah. for sure. Cause I like you said, like 
you were asking around, like, how did you find out about the protest? I didn't even know that they were protesting where I was until somebody was like, oh, yeah, I saw it on Facebook. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't even get on Facebook. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely think it's an opportunity there <clears throat> to bring in more Andrew speak. Um, to sort of find, like, that, to sort of help people organize in a more effective way. Because, like, the, the same thing here, I didn't, the only way I found out about the Richmond stuff was by looking out my window. And like, I guess that's the best form of <laughs> there is. But um, yeah, there really isn't a, a place for people to organize outside of social media. And then with all the algorithms and the hate that's going on about other people, it can be easily hidden or like flagged for other stuff um, and whatnot. But something else that you mentioned in sort of like, and I think this move, this doesn't move on, but it, it culminates in like a lot of things that you you've been saying when it's like um if you have an idea sort of move on it and i've seen like white people have an idea and then move on it and then sort of face backlash um because like your move wasn't the right move and maybe this is not a space that you should operate in um and whatnot an example is like there was this type designer that made a type inspired by george floyd and it, it literally just like looked like helvetica Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like, you know, like, why the fuck would you do this? You mm-hmm. know, it's not helping us any, but right. you know, you, you saw this idea, you had it and you thought it was good. Um, so Hold on. I guess, it really just looked like Helvetica. It literally looks like Helvetica. Why, why did like, they think it was George It looks like Helvetica black, like just <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's a right. thing, but like, you know, it's almost like for people like that who might not be in the struggle in that way, right. how do they still help out? You know, how do they still yeah. sort of lend their voice and their talents? Um, because I don't think this is all completely like, we're not saying that only black designers can, you know, yes. do this in this way, but like, how can you be helpful as somebody that's other? Yeah. Yeah. This makes me want to like put on my higher education hat like, <laughs> <laughs> and higher ed before I became a designer. I think, you know, it's like, um, one kind of listening to the room like and mm-hmm. understanding like this is a time that we definitely need allies like it can't just be us in the, yep. in the fight um, but I think it's also a time to like truly listen mm-hmm. and like help amplify our voices and not like make yourself the center I think that's when I have kind of read articles about that of, like it being backlash a lot of times it's because instead of like putting light on like what I guess what it should have been like Mm -hmm. it kind of almost pushes it back to like this is me this is like what I did um so I would say you know like listen like we need y'all you know we need our allies to like listen to us like that that's like a big piece um and I think in that listening then you will know how to move like because Mm -hmm. it might not necessarily be that you need to be the one that's in the front or leading the movement, but you're the one that just needs to assist or help out. You right. know what I'm saying? So like, you know, find your spot and get in. Or it could be as simple as like, like a lot of the systemic problems that we see with racism, they have happen in the home. Like racism is taught, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so having an uncomfortable, if you see something happening, like call it out, have an uncomfortable conversation. Right. Like th- that, is helpful too. So I guess in the bigger context of like design and like how like people should help out in the movement, like I, I feel like first they need to they need to listen. And then like if they're so moved or inspired or have an idea, like 
go to someone that's a, you know, that's a black person and say, Hey, I have this idea. I really feel impassioned about this, but I know like right now is not my place to be like, Hey, I'm an ally. You know, well, I should say, Hey, I'm an ally, but like right now is not the place for me to kind of put the spotlight on myself. Like I want to help amplify your voice. Mm -hmm. So like in that, like, here's something I want to share. Like, is there a way that we can work on this together? Like, I would say that is a way for like other designers to kind of like, I wouldn't say avoid backlash, but to mm. be sensitive to the moment that is now, because it's not like none of this is new. Like we all knew this, but I think the difference was that people who have privilege ignore, like they, they, yeah. they ignore. Yeah. And, and like, because I've, I've heard this from several other people, um, like they ask a question like, why do you feel like it's, it's now? Why do you feel like there's been uprising? And someone said like, it was because of how much time it was. A lot of times, like when you see a, a black or brown person like killed in the street, it's so quick. It's just, and then it, it you know, there's so many other, well, give them benefit of the doubt or what, you know, whatever. Um, but there were nine minutes, you know what I'm saying, that that went by where you saw the life like being sucked out. And I didn't, I didn't personally watch the video. I only saw images because like I just couldn't do it. Like Is that, the knee trauma? on the neck, yeah, was enough for me to be like, like just right. yeah. So yeah, I feel like because of that that time, people are like, it's like they they mm-hmm. kind of get in a glimmer of like I sort of get this right this is what they've been talking about all this time where you know somebody brought this up and the, they felt like a microaggression yes <laughs> yes this is what we've been talking about like this is what we've been saying and and you you just you had you use your privilege in the best way you could you you had to ignore it like you could wake up and not not be in this you know body in this skin and not have to like pay attention so yeah hopefully that answered your question no yeah no that 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 definitely did because i've been sort of trying to figure out with whether i'm mad or whether i'm just like at least you did something but yeah. let me know it also feels like now i have to the responsibility lies back on me or other allies like ed- right. re-educate you because you didn't yeah. you know you thought this was cool, but there's a better way to do that. And there's an opportunity to do it better. Um, which he did end up like taking it down and just saying, okay, I'll just donate the funds from any right. other purchases that or any other um, purchase people make to these funds, which I'm like, great, you know, yeah. but it, it took that like rigmarole. Yeah. Like, of, yeah, I feel like even now, like allies, they need to educate themselves. Like I, whatever, like I guess piece of the spectrum you feel like you're on like I feel like a part of in your doing like you need to like pause and like educate yourself whether that's reading whether that is talking to you know people that you say quote unquote are your friends or whatever or people in your circle <laughs> like like talk to these people ask them what it's like like you know especially if you're a designer like we, we are trained in a lot of ways to, to, to understand like how people feel and place ourselves in, in other people's shoes. So like ask people, read up. There's so many, like, again, we are in the digital, you know, like it's, there's no reason for ignorance. It's just because you don't want to look at it because you got social media, you got brands, 
you got Amazon, like selling all kinds of, like you, there's no reason that you can't find the information. It's just, you don't want to see it. And I think too, a lot of things that I've found is sometimes people, they don't want to talk about the uncomfortable stuff because it doesn't make them feel good on the inside. You know, right. it's like, I, I, I don't feel that that good warm feeling anymore. Well, how do you think we've been feeling? Like exactly. <laughs> we have to live this every day. Um, so I kind of went off on a tangent, but hopefully. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. Um, it, like, I feel like we're all in a, in a space where this is hard for us to do and, and hard for us to be advocates and also hard for us to like, I guess kind of be the face of the race during this time. Cause there is a lot of white people or just not even, or people who consider themselves allies mm-hmm. coming to us for information in order to educate them. But you made a very good point that like educate yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, I always stand on that. We just had a, a um, conversation about that. But the question I have for you is like, how do you find like um, that common ground with advocacy in your career? Like, do you f- ever feel like, by you speaking out will that hinder you from like moving forward or progressing in your career or stuff Mm because there's a lot of people that feel that way like if I say something you know people might look at me differently yeah honestly I'm still trying to figure it out like what how how far is too far how much is too far and I know like there have been conversations going on and someone kind of opened a door for me to like have a conversation which was helpful because it was like I don't want to say good morning this morning. Like, I really don't even feel like working to like none of this week. Like, <laughs> um, and like in those moments, like when the door was open, I ran through it. I was like, look, this is, this is how I feel. And like, what I want y'all to know is like black people are hurting this week. And so don't like, if, if things are a little late, if, if I'm not saying good morning, if I'm just like, I'm okay, like this, this is why there are things going on that are affecting me, my life, not even the, the fact that the pandemic is like COVID-19 is, you know, it's like right. disproportionately killing us, like not even that, but it's just like, if I go outside like when I can go outside, y'all might kill me. Like that is a real reality and it's scary. Like it's scary. And it's like, sometimes it does make you feel a little like hopeless. Cause it's like, well, well, what's the point if I'm in my house, I ain't doing right. Cause you know, I feel like a lot of times there's this thought of like, y'all not doing it right. It's like, okay, Colin wasn't doing it right when he did, when when he was on a knee, like, and then we pro like, it's, it's, which way you want it to be Mm -hmm. so i would say it's definitely a dance that i'm still learning um but i i will say i think it gets easier the higher up you get on the ladder um Mm. it's unfortunate but it's it's just like a reality like i i do know there are people like you know if you're in your employee network group it makes it easier because then it's like a group you know what i'm saying to kind Mm -hmm. of speak out um Mm. but it's it's a dance i'm still learning because like I again like if people say things that make me uncomfortable all of my friends know (laughs) everybody (laughs) who really know me know like you will get checked in that moment like at my last job like I had a couple things like people would say that's ghetto or that place and I was like what does that mean like let's let's unpack this because that's like me like I'm like let's unpack this like mm-hmm. I want to know. And then, you know, mm-hmm. some people would be like, that made me feel really uncomfortable. And I would say, well, that made me feel really uncomfortable. Right. So again, let's unpack this. Let's have a conversation about right. it. 
So I would say like for me, my personal, my personal method is like one-on-one when things happen, I call it out. But in terms of like larger advocacy and what I'm doing, like I'm still learning that, like I'm still learning that dance and how to do it. Um, and what, and what's the best way. Cause I, I feel like sometimes it's very much like, you know, anything you do outside, you, you do it outside, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely still, still learning. Um, but sort of going back to this whole conversation about design and like, where can we step in? Um, how do you hope actually that experience design shows up <clears throat> in helping in this moment and in the yeah. future? Like, what are some areas that you are, you know, looking toward to be like, you know, I hope somebody steps and I, you know, even myself might want to step in and, you know, shake the table. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So in the future, like one, I, I guess I would, this is something that's, I think been on the table, but just like access and like that pipeline into tech and like understanding mm-hmm. that, like, this is actually a career path. It's actually a reality. Like I, I, I have always been for the kids. I think it's just, I don't know. I just have, maybe because my mom's a teacher. Um, but I strongly believe in like, just cause I had to crawl or walk to get there. Don't mean you can't run after me. Like, come right. on, let me give you the right. baton. So, <laughs> so like, um, I just strongly believe in like making sure like black and brown folk know that this is an option for them because mm-hmm. so many still don't like, and I feel like if they did, like the world will open up to them. If they did know that, Oh, I, I, I get like engineering is just like logic or I get that design can be different ways. Like, because even like, I know when we originally talked about what this conversation was going to be like, and I think one of y'all questions was just like, how do you define experience design? And I had a whole like, <laughs> like a whole like answer for that. But like, even under the umbrella of like experience design, there's visual designers, there's product designers, right. like there's strategic thinkers, like there's so many facets. So I would say like long-term future, that would be a big thing like current events right now, how I hope experience design shows up. That's a really good question. I think maybe um, what we talked about, like if there's some way that we can like help the protesters in the moment. And then too, like, cause I don't want this to just be a moment thing, right? Because we right. know that like the cycle that happens, like something happens, it sparks outrage, there's protests, you know, there's like uprisings and then like it kind of quiets down mm-hmm. but it's like the what next piece and that's where mm-hmm. I would like to see where experience design steps in is the what next like how do we mobilize how do we make sure that people understand that this is not I mean yes well this let me not let me not say that yes there, <laughs> there yes I believe that the current administration got to go. Like, yes, I do. Um, But a lot of this, a lot of the laws, a lot of those things, like they happen at the state and local level. So like, how can we educate like people to understand that they need to go and vote? Like they need to do that. Like, is it like, I'm sure you guys know about IDEO, like, and how they have um, a piece that goes into like different countries and they do work and they kind of like are on the ground with the people. um, And then they like help build systems. Like, can we do that as designers? Like, can we go on the ground and just say, and, and we are like, we are the designers. Like we are here, go on the ground and say, what are the needs and like build with people? Like that's, that's what I want to see. I don't think I have like, a name or like what it is but like 
can we take that same method that IDEO is doing that when they go to Africa and they like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a problem with girls um, being raped in cities. Like, how can we educate people? Like, and then they go and solve those problems and they do it not in a bubble. They do it with the people. You know, we are black designers. So like, we already know what the problems are. Like, let's go out and like, you know, tag team people and say, hey, I'm here to help. So mm-hmm. I would say that would be like my current like ask is like, we are in the what now? Like that question that everybody's asking, like, what do we do now? What do we do now? What do we do now? Like, I would love to see designers step up in that area of like, we we are we already got the 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 game plan like we we know how to we know how to score a touchdown it's been proven in the devices that we hold in our computers in apps in every single facet even in the chairs we sit in even in the doors that we pull open all of these things have been designed somebody thought about them if Mm y'all i know y'all read design of everyday things because andrew makes everybody read it but when he talks about how you pull the doors open and how some people are confused because it was designed bad like good design bad design all of those things were designs all of these things were systems that somebody thought about Mm -hmm. like so i want to see us there what was the other part of your question i want to make sure i answered all of it i don't even know at this point because you (laughs) you you were just speaking the facts right there but uh, no i really like the part about like building together i think a lot of people think you know some of the examples we've seen is where these corporations and you know businesses will build internally and your internal workforce does not represent the external world so that's why you put off a lot of like off-base stuff um, yeah you know, you know stuff that doesn't stick stuff that doesn't actually help stuff that doesn't yeah. push anything forward because you're not designing with the people that have direct relation to the problem exactly right. um, so it I, makes me think about um i watched a video yesterday because i was trying to decompress i don't know if y'all heard of kev on stage he's a comedian mm-hmm. um but he was like where is is her name kendall is it kendall he was like, Kendall where is Kendall now with her Pepsi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and y'all, when I tell you that thing took me out, because I remember, like, that's when I was in grad school. And it was just like, like, we were so upset about it. Like, and it, you know, everybody was having conversations and stuff like that. That is what happens, like you said, when, like, you design or you build in a bubble without the peoples and if these if these corporations really want to help in addition to putting your money behind us like get your make sure that your leadership is diverse make sure that the black voices that are in your communities that you're elevating with them so when you're building these campaigns when you're doing whatever whatever initiative that your company's doing like make sure that you're representative of the people that you are trying to help and so as, as black designers, like, like, how do we do that? Like, is it us for, like, do we need to go out and like, right. recruit, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, is it, is it y'all class? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there something that y'all class could do? Not putting the onus on y'all, but you know what I'm saying? Like the way we work in brand center is amazing because you already got a whole team. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got a copywriter, you got a <laughs> someone to think of something, you got the CBM, you got the designer. And then the great thing about us is we, you know, we multifaceted. We yeah. might, you know, somebody might be physical, you know, into the physical experiences. Someone might mm-hmm. actually be into the digital side of things. Somebody might be more strategic where they can team up with the strategist. Like, like 
is there something that that we can do as a collective or even like within our own organizations mm-hmm. um i think it's just you know there like we are also being black and brown folk like we we are also living this too so right. it's like balancing like because there's some people that's like i'm pissed i'm mad they got over it and then the next thing is like they want to move they want to be like have some action so making mm-hmm. sure you're targeting the right people because then there's also people who are like i'm pissed i'm mad but i'm also sad and i need my space right. so like that piece because you know right and then too like if you you inspire like grab your ally grab somebody that you know and be like you want to help out i seen mm-hmm. that you posted that you donated this amount of money hey i got a project for you this is this mm-hmm. is what i want to do and and reach out to the to the organizations like sometimes we think that they're they're older organizations or maybe they're kind of stale like NAACP or you know all of those different organizations but reaching out to them because a lot of times the reasons why they can't like move forward in initiatives is because they don't have the people Mm -hmm. so like those people and saying hey hey like I want to help like how can I how can I help you know what I'm saying because sometimes it's not always about inventing the wheel it's like reinventing the wheel like how how can we build on top of what you already have like Mm -hmm. because i'm sure like i i'm i just know that somebody got something in some pamphlet somewhere it might just be in a pamphlet of like (laughs) of our next next steps you know (laughs) i don't know like i just feel like a lot a lot of times too and i just this is just my personal um, my humble is that you know a lot of times as designers we're we're so excited about making the new novel thing we forget that there's probably mm-hmm. something else that you can build on top of yep. honey like Steve Jobs and all these other people like yes they were innovative but they also like mm-hmm. built on top of systems and so yeah yeah <laughs> you know I, I I remember we had a group of people come in and talk about accessibility and design and you know we have panels we have people coming all the time and these ladies they were very nice but it just occurred to me that it's not sexy like no one's making it cool for you to get involved yeah. in this space like it's really only the bleeding hearts that are yeah. super charged up about this <laughs> yeah. that are leading the force but they don't necessarily have it all to mm-hmm. make it like open to right. you and like present in, in a persuasive way that exactly. yes i want to get involved yes i want to help my community and that's just my personal philosophy. Like when you feel low, like how can you help someone else? You know, yeah. and my, I, you were talking something about um, like the local elections and whatnot. Well, the last time I voted, I seen all the very nice people who were helping run the stations and they were all older people. And I'm like, how come there's no young people here? How come we can't, like, how come I can't, like I could design better signs for this, like to make even the flow of this experience right. a little bit more contiguous, you know, make it, make things we could we could bring more attention to this and help yeah. people do what we're asking to do which is voting in local elections um but i don't know that everyone has the heart for community service you know or realizes that something simple like that is a very valuable way to contribute mm-hmm. like it, there is an impact on things like that it's subliminal you know it's not yeah. necessarily in the frontline trenches but everybody has the gift that they can contribute to matters that exactly. matter Exactly. And I think that's why it's so important to remember as a designer, like you cannot be really attached to wanting to always create something novel. Mm -hmm. Like 
sometimes the best design is the most subtle design. <laughs> yeah, simple but elegant solution. Yeah, yeah we like Andrew. Yeah. Um, and so we, I don't know, her Andrew. We're all like Andrew's kids. It's gross. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I want to be mindful of the time you have yet left, and I just want to wrap it up with one last question. Which, what the hell is experience design? If you had to put it in your own little words, you know, mm-hmm. what what is it? Yeah, experience design is when technology and people meet, and they have a great dance. Mm. Um, and I think. Is that simple as that? <laughs> I mean, I, I can elaborate too, but uh, my, I think, so this, this is a big one. That's <laughs> a big question. I, experience design, a lot of times is kind of put into like a role or a thing, but I, I think at the heart of it, it's just like all of us, no matter what your title is, no matter where you sit on the spectrum, like, there's a component of technology, right, that is hard to understand to, to average people, to people who aren't in the space. And what we do as designers is we make it simple, we make it easy, we make it digestible. Whatever medium that comes in, whether it's physical right. space, whether it's digital, like whatever way that you, or even strategies, we make the complex very simple. And so what we do is we're, we're essentially bridge builders. We, we bring those two spaces together. And we make it easy for people to like understand. And it's taken me forever <laughs> to kind of like uh, come to that because again it's so easy to kind of get wrapped up in titles and like how you want to name yourself but like if you think about it as a whole like the umbrella of experience design that's what we do we bring those two things together and then under experience design there's a whole bunch of roles and then you just have to kind of decide which one you want to be in whether it's research whether you're you know experienced strategist whether you're a a user, um, what is a, a tech, a technologist, whether you're a regular XD interaction designer, product designer, visual designer, you know, all those little buckets. Right. But in any of those buckets, what is everybody doing? They're taking technology and they're making it simple. If I'm a visual designer, I'm taking these little pixels and every, whatever system it's living in, I'm making it simple. If I'm a product designer, I'm working on a specific apps feature, I'm taking that and I'm making it simple. If I'm an interaction designer, like what I'm doing, I'm taking this really complex process and steps that we got to get from point A to B and I'm making it simple. The best experience designer to me are people who work at Chick-fil-A, okay? Hey! If you want to tell this to your uncles and cousins and aunts and grandmas who don't understand because like my mama's still kind of like, what do you do? Like, Think about the people who work at Chick-fil-A. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would like to give this example because the Chick-fil-A that I go to, it's in like Walnut Creek, which is like uh, 30 minutes away. And mm-hmm. it's the only one for like five or six cities, right? So it's always a line, there's people. Chick-fil-A, when I tell you they craft that experience from the time yep. that you're waiting in line to the yep. end, they have someone that's stationed that's just simply telling you where your car needs to go in the flow of traffic. Yep. Then they have people that have the iPads that are literally like taking your order and telling you, no, you need to keep moving. Don't stop and talk to me. Keep moving. <laughs> and actually, can I also get your money? And then right. in that in like that system, they also have people who are picking up orders like from the app, the door dashers, and then they have a line system. Like, I mean, that 
is experience design, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, but they, they have the best one, but a lot of people wouldn't understand that. They're just like, oh, that's, you know, that's just Chick-fil-A being efficient and serving mm-hmm. on their experience. But mm-hmm. no, that's, that's experience design too. Yeah. That's well-crafted experience design. Yeah. Every yeah. time I go, I'm just in all like, oh, okay, y'all didn't change it up this week, but it's still efficient. Exactly. Like, I really yeah. love I'm in awe because who who gave them the trainings? You know, when you decide that we're going to use the parking lot in these X, Y, Z ways, who sat in the trainings and like really like let everybody know what's going on? You know how difficult that is in the workplace to to disseminate information and for people to do it right? Like it has been so simple. How? To do it exactly. right at every Chick-fil-A too. Like mm-hmm. I've been to Chick-fil-A's in Virginia. I've been to Chick like three Chick-fil-A's in Ohio and they're all doing it right. So I'm like, damn, exactly. that's crazy. Right. Exactly. And when you think about what we do, the best design is when people don't pay attention to it. Like mm-hmm. if for what I'm designing for, like I work specifically like with TVs and things like that. Like my design will be shitty if like people are like, dang, that, what what is happening right here? <laughs> what is going on? And then they turn it off. Like that, that is, <laughs> you know, that like, I, I don't know if Andrew told me this or maybe this was one of my mentors, but I can't remember who told me, but like my design sucks when you can tell that it's there, like when it's blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of been the theme of this conversation, right? It's just like, simplicity mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying when when stuff is simple that's when it like feels the best mm-hmm. um but yeah that's how i would sum up experience design is like we bring those two things together we bring technology and people together i like that simple but eloquent yeah um actually thanks so much for being yeah. here today we we know like this week is hell but uh, i think this conversation at least for me definitely brought my mood up and ignited some fire underneath this ass right here um, um, to get the moving and shaking and find my place. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. And we're back from, I I would say that was a super amazing conversation that we just had. No, yeah, she, she definitely dropped all the gems, you know, there were moments I was just like, "Mm -hmm." Mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. forgot even. and there's also moments that we just cut out that y'all didn't get to hear <laughs> but there no, were gems in there too just believe us <laughs> undiscovered gems sort of like beyonce's tapes you know i still be envious that blue ivy has music that i'll never personally get to hear but she I does and I, and I feel like those are those are gems that we'll have that they'll never have so maybe that means maybe that's my my piece you know yeah right and that's mm-hmm. that's the nature rare and precious gems and minerals they're right. they're hidden, you know. You have to find them. Maybe not everyone can. And that's <laughs> period. But no, what are, what are some things that y'all took away from this? You know. Oh, I took notes. Hold up. Treasure be a copywriter. You know, actually, so one of the main things that that really stuck with me um, was what she was saying about people like giving water to protesters or like people like just organizing because I I thought of it kind of like a like at a party or like event like Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a good person to be at a party or event because I'm aware of like other things that need to be done like I'm not just Mm -hmm. there to consume or to like just enjoy or participate like I'm like Mm -hmm. all right 
someone has to wash this or someone has to, you know, and those things really are invaluable to a host. You know, those are the things that really like count and go far. And that's the type mm-hmm. of stuff that like, like kind of rang true, like are up my alley to mm-hmm. just think of what other people need, like outside of the main reason why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder with like protests like this, is there a way to have them in that sort of structured way? And there has to be because we have protests, you know, when it's like um, when they were out there wearing the pussy hats and uh, women's march, women's march. Mm-hmm. People was out there doing a woman march, like pride parades. All of these things in a way are protests, but they're organized and they're allowed to be organized. And I think that's the whole thing around these protests now is that like, the government and law enforcement are trying to police them. So it's where they have to be put up in these like scrappy manners and everybody has to just, you know, get out, get out, get out. Um, but I would, yeah, I definitely want to, I'm definitely interested in how is a way that we can help design these protests to be better so that everyone can be helpful and everyone can be participating on even varying levels. So like we're saying from medics to water people to like, who knows what. Yeah. Um, one one thing that she really uh, that she said that really stuck with me was basically about the euro the eurocentric design and like how mm-hmm. design is so much like one way well we are taught it one way and some people look at it through a lens one way um and so all of the things that you guys just said is like how can we help in other ways versus just being active protesters or how can we design a, a, a different type of approach to mm-hmm. uh, protesting? I think that that kind of steps outside of that Eurocentric design system that's already in place. Right. Uh, and then another thing she said was like how you have to, if you have an idea, you have to move on it and do on it. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me was like an aha moment in itself for myself because it's like, I have so many ideas that mm-hmm. just need to be executed upon and so she was she was really dropping gems because i was <laughs> i got so much other stuff i wrote down but right. those two things were uh were like top of mind and I, and I think that that even speaks to like as people who are trying to tap into this design world like if you have an idea you don't need validation from anybody to go ahead and get started on it you know you'll learn i mean just speaking from my unless own- you're white and you want to make a george floyd font and then you don't do that. So you then, don't do that, like, then you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pause and reflect. <laughs> right. If you, know, if, if you have an idea and you're like, man, I really want to tap into this whole UX thing. I, mean, I have that idea for something, but I feel like I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. At some point, you have to, there has to be a way that you just need to move and do on it. You know, a lot of learning will happen from you just moving and doing on that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like I'm speaking on it from a place, a place of like, privilege in that sense where like I you know I went to school to 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 learn like I've always had like people around me in that sense but I'm like even if it's the smallest thing there's resources in abundance to help all of us start these ideas even if it's in a different capacity than what you imagine it you know Mm -hmm. you can still always get feedback too like just Mm because you do it and make it a thing like doesn't mean you have to like put it out into the world immediately you can ask other people's opinions right and even if you do, sometimes, sometimes you do just have to put it out into the world because the only thing that's holding you back is fear of honesty, mm-hmm. of judgment. But sometimes you have to put it out there mm-hmm. and get that feedback and then iterate on it. That's all mm-hmm. design thinking is, like iterating mm-hmm. upon the ideas that you have and validating you those. Scared. So, you know, um, I also have, I recently 
have had a different relationship with feedback. And I know um, we kind of learned that it's all, all feedback is good feedback, but it is still very hard to get feedback. Um, but I guess if you realize that it just only makes things better. Um, I know right now a lot of people are coming up with stuff and making stuff and they trying to carve out space and, and there's criticism, you know, they're like, oh, like right. they should have done it this way or right. it would be better if they do. It. And I, even me myself, like this is yeah. just disorganized or like now we're just adding voices that aren't like, I don't, I really feel like simple and elegant solutions are the best here. But mm-hmm. being able to say like, maybe I can pull it back or maybe this can maybe my thing doesn't have to be about me and I can join this in with somebody else's thing. Like mm-hmm. that is the attitude that like t- feedback and like teamwork really like, is yeah. what is needed. Right. And, and I, th- I think the other, the other part to that whole attitude is that feedback is just that like people will give it, it might be helpful, it might not, but learning how to discern between the two is definitely like a skill because like you said, some people mm-hmm. would just add noise to add noise. And some people will add noise to help add color to whatever you're saying. And there has to be a way to discern or like learning to discern between which is which is a, is a viable skill that takes time, but it doesn't really happen until you have had enough opportunities to, you know, incorporate that feedback or um, invite that feedback into whatever you're doing. Right. Jeremy, in all (laughs) other words, feedback is like opinions and opinions are like assholes and everybody got one. So do with it what you will but it does get easier it does get easier to receive feedback the more you get it because it's like you just it just i don't know if it's like you become numb to accepting it or you just be like okay yeah i should have seen that anyway i don't think it's numb i I think you just learn you you're better equipped to handle it to categorize it how do i use information like how do i take this piece of the grain of salt Mm-hmm. assholes are also very vital vital to the digestion process exactly. if you didn't have an asshole where would it go exactly it, you would implode yeah. or you could throw it up yeah but that's the same place going down well listen Different mediums. at the end of the day <laughs> it gets easier to accept feedback with time yes time and accept feedback so y'all know we're on this journey of learning how what experience design is um after speaking with ashley has anybody's opinions changed about their definition of experience design or has it just been added to you know would you like add a you know a couple of words to it or augment it in any way shape or form yeah i can't remember what i said last time but she said that uh experience design is taking tech and making it simple and i thought that was interesting i thought that i'm like this is that's true that is that is what it is it's like making something simplistic it's tech meeting humans in in a simple way and to me that's the goal (laughs) yeah that's the goal that i guess that's not what it is but what it is is like making it simple for your for human consumption but okay I feel like I, the first thing I said was intuition, and yeah, this, this is a step up. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> but hey, intuition is simple too. It's yeah, similar. It's I'm a saying. similar side of that coin. It's mm-hmm. a similar. I mean, it's a similar um, sentiment. Right. So you was and, on the money. 
I, I was there. Her, 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 her intuition. Y'all just had to get right. to where I was at. Oh, mm-hmm. my bad. My bad. We wasn't we wasn't on your level of thinking. My bad. <laughs> we, we lower on the totem pole. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I ain't saying all that. We are going to transform. <laughs> all right. Treasure has already reached the peak, okay? Treasure at the top of mind. Me and She's at Nirvana. Right. No. She, she's there. She's Don't there. do that. Do not do that. <laughs> Let's start. We can chant. Do some meditation. And transcend. Let's see where you at with yours. And I'm going to start writing these down so that I remember where they are. We, we got to. We got to write them down. I don't know that I ever gave, did I don't know if I gave my definition. You did. I, you gave one and it was very insightful, but I can't remember what it was, but I know you. I would, honestly, I wouldn't say mine changed. Like, okay. I, because I, I just think that like, since experience design is everything, it's just more so a matter of maybe do I see an opportunity, like, for it to be put here that mm-hmm. her words definitely are going to influence but I think that my approach and my belief of what it is is still the same yeah I, I think similar to that because mine was um experience design is a relationship that you build with people um yeah brand like or, or something like that and I think it still is that same she, she actually called it a, a dance at one point and mm-hmm. I think that is an even better description of like the relationship the experience design has. Like it's choreographed, you know, it's intimate. There's moving parts. There's a lot of things going on. And that is really what, yeah, like, you know, like sometimes it's sexy, sometimes it's sultry. Sometimes it, you know, it's freak nasty if you're twerking. You know, it's just like different types of dancing <laughs> that we have with everything that's around us. And I, that <laughs> one really, you know, that one really stuck with me because y'all, y'all mm-hmm. know I like to speak in things that don't make sense mm-hmm. at the time. You know, uh, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> experience design rem- reminds me of like capoeira. Y'all know what capoeira is? Hell yeah. Yes. My, room- my roommate in college used to do it and come out their room and just, Jeremy, are you ready? Are you it's ready? A fight, and just, but it's also it. a dance it's a and it's all dance. about harmony. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's what experience hmm. is. They give me that vibe. When you said, when she said it was like a dance, I didn't think about that. But then when you just reset it, and then I watched uh, SP do a little shimmy, I was like, I was twerking. Oh. <laughs> twerking with your shoulders? <laughs> I, I was trying to. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. I'm laying down. Close my clothes. I ain't even going to throw this monkey back in a minute. Let me oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just to just to to bridge what you both have just said, um, the relationship building aspect, and then what you're saying about like the fight and dancing. Like for me, it's because there's a goal in mind, and when I think about um, certain relationships, like like our teacher was a really good example. Um, there are certain relationships with people uh, when they're a solid object, the relationship there and what you can get out of the relationship is is visible to all and that's mm-hmm. the simplicity of it it's like this is where i stand and this is what i'm here to do for you and every interaction is coming from that place so right. it's very simple because it's straightforward you know there might be different ways that it's expressed mm-hmm. and danced in that way but there is like a fundamental like thing that is very simple about what it is that you're trying to do there's a, a driving force underneath it right yeah and i definitely think this was a great stop on the train of experience design but guess what we're back on it um <laughs> we have more things and different things lined up to help you know explain and push this thinking even even you know further um, so just like always you can follow us on all of the social media channels we're going to leave that in the bio because we keep on fucking it up 
<laughs> every week but make sure you follow us on our platforms like like and subscribe Please. um and whatnot but also if you love to hear our voices and really love the content that we put out leave a comment rate us uh five stars if you will please i'm not nudging you in any way um but also share with a friend or two you know um yeah Yeah, you never know they might like it just send it to them like that hey i like this you might and just walk away Mm -hmm. let them make that decision to give us five stars your neighbor i said send it to your mother Oh, because I'm going to say, not your neighbor. Not, right. Not your neighbor. I did, I did say, send yeah, it to our neighbor. Oh, you did? Of course you Remember did. I accidentally sent that that nugget to, I thought I thought I was texting y'all and I actually oh, sent yeah, it to my neighbor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. As always, stay safe in quarantine, but also stay strong. Um, Absolutely. It's been real, y'all. Bye. Bye.